Welcome back to Chop for Time. I'm Ben James. I'm the pastor here at First Church of Christ. We've got a little bit of a role reversal going on yeah. today for our Chop for Time. I'm going to be interviewing Thomas. I'm here with our youth yep. pastor, Thomas McClure. Thomas, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Good. Yeah, just, yeah it was a long weekend, you know, so it was, it was fun preaching twice. Yes. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, but it was a good day. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You had Sunday morning. You spoke uh, uh-huh. Sunday morning, which is what we're going, we're going to be talking about here yeah. on yeah. this episode. And then you got to teach youth yep. again last night. Yeah, so uh, it was good fun. Yeah, good stuff. And, um, you know, just kind of say up front here, we're recording in a little bit of a different time than what we normally record this. And yeah. there's some activity happening Maybe around the church here. Around. Right. So there's a, you know, it's, there's some vibrancy in life yeah. in the church, which we wouldn't have it any other way. And we're not going to apologize for, but we do want to make you aware that if you yeah. hear that in the background, that's uh you know, that's not added effects in post-production. So, <laughs> yeah. so part two of our yeah, Redeemer. New yeah. A new study on Redeemer. Yeah. Yeah. As we begin to look on that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, I set you up, kind of teed it up, lobbed it up there for yeah. you because I decided, you know, the, um, you know, chivalry is not dead. It, it really <laughs> is not. And I, I yeah. think I proved that. I really yeah, think you, that you, you took the harder one that I'm sure. living out that example. Um, you know, mine, uh, the first uh, message was on the fall mm-hmm. you know, we covered Genesis mm-hmm. one through three, and then your message yesterday was on the answer to that, the, yeah, good, news the good news of yeah. that equation. Yeah. So I'd love for uh, for you to be able to just take a, a few moments and just kind of give us an, an overview of, of what that good news, that answer is. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely made it difficult for myself <laughs> whenever we came to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You ran that by me good. earlier in a week and I was like, hey, sounds good. Go for it. <laughs> so we decided to do like a, a recap of the entire Old Testament leading up to the New Testament. I, th- I, th- I thought it was like... It's important for us to have a bit of context to sort of be like, okay, this is, you know, we started in Genesis and we're diving forward. We actually looked at uh, First Corinthians um, rather than the gospel. There was a passage in Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians fifteen, that outlined what the gospel was quite mm-hmm. quite nicely. So we just dived into that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just thought let's just go over the whole Old Testament <laughs> uh, in about ten minutes yeah. and hope for the best, and tried to sort of emphasize one or two key points that continuously happens. So. Um, yeah, we went from like uh, the, the start of Genesis and how the the whole book of Genesis is just them spiraling out of control, and that was a phrase that I tried to repeat over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you had the nice little control. hand yeah, motion with it too. I, I don't know what it happened, here. but it just sort of yeah. it sort Listen, of happened I, impre- on the day. I appreciate talking with your hands. I really oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we went on through Noah and the the flood and Abraham and his the promise to Abraham and. Um, down to Joseph, who I accidentally called. Who did I call Joseph? Joshua. Joshua. Yeah. Got the names mixed hey, up. Hey, listen, it's a it's a biblical guy. It's an Old Testament yeah. guy. You just got chronologically. You just Absolutely. got him a little out of, a little yeah. out of whack so, there. Yeah, talked about Joseph and them going into Egypt, and and how God saved them there, but then things went wrong, and then He sent Moses to rescue them from Egypt, and then things went wrong, and you know the parting of the Red Sea, and through to Joshua, the actual Joshua this time, <laughs> the and real, the Joshua. real Joshua, the parting of the the Jordan River, and then them getting into the Promised Land, and this idea of, um, you know, God freeing people from their slavery, physical slavery to the promise, and and trying to draw the comparison to what we experience today, and just kept going through with like you know the judges and uh, the kings and all of those kind of people all the way up to the end of the prophets, um, and it. It was that was the key thing, just sort of saying that you know God kept reaching out and putting people in the way, sort of uh, what's the word, like an advocate for mm-hmm. God, and um, in so many different eras, sort of saying here, look Moses, you need to bring my people back, or I'm going to work through David, or I'm going to work through 
Isaiah or or whoever it is, and 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 it worked kind of for a time, and it was like it was a promising moment, and it was it definitely gave them some physical security sometimes, but it just was never enough for eternal salvation, mm-hmm. you know, because it just continuously uh, didn't work. Yeah, you know, and so. I think one of the things that stood out to me as you were going through those Old Testament biblical characters and the way that God would kind of raise up an mm-hmm. individual uh, that you thought, you know, if yeah. you were living in that time, we yeah. don't think now because we know the story, but during that time you would have to think that maybe this yeah. is possibly yeah. the deliverer. This is the answer. And even with people who were close in this, you know, mm-hmm. to the same time frame, when you look at Moses and with Joshua, yeah. not only did God raise up different individuals, but kind of the pinnacle or yeah. the way that he rescued was mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Because like even with the parting of the waters you were talking about with Moses with mm-hmm. the Red Sea, Joshua with the Jordan River, mm-hmm. there was a parting of waters that happened there, but God didn't do it the same way. Yes. You know, yeah. the Red Sea, Moses extended the staff yeah. and the Red Sea just automatically parted. Yeah. Whereas with, the river it almost like it 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 was like so conveniently timed that it, it ended up Yeah, it said like the the, the, the priests had to get so far into the Jordan River, yeah. which was at flood stage at the yeah. time. Yeah. And then it said up river yeah. that God cut off the water. Mm-hmm. So there was a gradual Yeah you know, yeah. uh, tapering down of yeah. this water. So even in a similar miracle, mm-hmm. a similar rescue, mm-hmm. it was still different. It was almost kind of like God was, in, in my mind, is that he was um, taking every possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he was exhausting every possibility of every person. Yeah. And then all, yeah. well, maybe God hasn't tried it this way. Yeah. It was kind of yeah, like yeah, he yeah. just did different things. And yeah. I, I just, that, that was kind of what was rolling through my mind. Yeah. And it just seemed like the whole Old Testament just pointed towards humans can't do it. You know, even, even the best of the best ones, even Moses, who was so close to God that he, he had a glow, like a, a glow about him. People could see a difference that, just, you know, it wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of, you know, I mean, that's a two-minute <laughs> summary now, now of listen, here, we're, we're going to have some issues here, okay? Yeah. So let's just, let's address these issues that started yesterday uh-huh. and are going to carry over into today uh-huh. because not only was your message shorter yeah. than most of my messages, yeah. which the people are now going to start expecting, thank I you, <laughs> um, but also your summary of what you're going through with your message on this podcast. Uh-huh. Is far is shorter yeah, oh, okay. than, than mine. So well, let's I'm mainly going to be focusing on the second half, you know, so more powering through the, okay. the first right. half. But we'll, right. we'll dive into the second half a bit more deeply. <laughs> act number two. Yeah, act number two. But yeah, so it just seemed like all of the Old Testament was, I was trying to emphasize that it pointed towards um, humans can't do it. And then, you know, we had the prophets who pointed towards the one who can do it, you know. Um, and then there was the 400 years of silence. Mm. Um, and it's just nothing, which sounds pretty terrible. You know, can like, you imagine living through yeah. such a period like that? I mean, because we we you know we pray daily, and you know I know people who, you know, hear daily. You mm-hmm. know, they're just so in tune, and their their prayer life is is really in tune with with God, and they can they have this really great relationship and communication with Him. And the idea of four hundred years of silence it just sounds brutal, yeah, um, and and so difficult to live in. But, um. That eventually that all ended, and the and we talked about Jesus and the life of Jesus, and I didn't spend as much time in it as I probably should have. I definitely could have dived into it a lot more, um, of of what Jesus did. But I tried to explain in in the passage in First Corinthians fifteen. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, it it says probably around verse two or three. Um, let's see if I can find it. It's after chapter fourteen. Hmm. 
I said First Corinthians 15 is after chapter 14. You were it looking is. to see if you could oh, find yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I was just trying to help. Yeah. Just trying to help. Um, <laughs> uh, where is it? I have it written right here. Uh, is it? Oh, yeah. For I preach to you which you've received and which you stand and by which you're being saved. Um, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and try to sort of say these when it says in accordance with scriptures that means the prophets where they pointed towards this they knew this was going to happen but people were still surprised and sort of dived into uh, what it meant for Jesus to die why he had to die and that was one of the things I think I needed to I really felt led to tackle was the 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 mentality of why didn't God just click his fingers and make everything better? Mm. Um, and I think we all wanted that. We all want that to be the case. Yeah. Like, why why doesn't he just click his fingers and remove temptation? Why doesn't he just do that? But um, I tried to articulate that um, that God is infinitely just. You know, mm. there there is there is a, a cost to our sin. Same way, if I steal something, or if, or if you're if you know if I kill somebody or do something, there is a cost to that, and and it would be wrong of a judge to convict me guilty. And say, don't worry about the the repercussions. Right, there aren't any. That would just be wrong. And it's the exact same for God. He's too good. He's too just to just let things slide. There has to a price has to be paid for sin. And I was sort of saying that, you know, when Jesus lived his life uh, the way that he did, uh, it perfectly he battled temptation the same way we do, but he never once gave in. Mm. Uh, and he was able to pay the price for all of us, past, present, and future. You know, talking about the, all of those people in the Old Testament, his death covered as well, um, as well as ours today. You yeah. know, and and uh, you know that's the importance of his death, and um, that he paid for that. Um, uh, but then the resurrection, he didn't stop there. I think yeah. that's the important thing. I was chatting to a friend of mine back home, and we we were talking about how we're so fixated on the cross. You know, we hang it around our neck, we put it in our churches, and all of that kind of stuff. But that's when you the first part mm-hmm. you know there's a whole obviously you don't get as nice a symbol for the resurrection it's hard right, to yeah. draw that it's kind of hard to put yeah. a little tomb with a yeah. stone rolled away yeah but the resurrection is so vital because it means that death is no longer our enemy hmm. um which which very much tied into the last time i was preaching which was on uh, psalm 90 which is all about death as mm-hmm. well sort of saying that our time here on earth is numbered but let's keep an eternal perspective and realize that actually we have eternity we have such a short time here but don't worry death is no longer a problem and and trying to sort of put out there that for anybody who doesn't follow Jesus or who doesn't know Jesus that they don't need to be scared of death anymore and and the other thing about um following Jesus is that becoming a Christian uh, the idea of um justification you know being justified in God's eyes we've talked about this before but it's the easiest thing mm-hmm. you know just saying yes to Jesus is easy um accepting his sacrifice for us is is the easy part and that's what i was trying to encourage people to consider uh, on sunday would be to say look he he sacrificed this for you Uh, he sacrificed everything for you and he rose again for you Uh, and all you have to do is say thank you and Mm. and okay i i'm i'm in like let's let's do that and then the harder part comes next (laughs) yeah in the the, the sanctification process which you're going to be talking about next week of of the sort of how we respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this study is going to kind of start taking um, a little bit more of a practical, yeah, you know, turn towards yeah. it. Now that we've laid kind of the foundation yeah. of the the base work, uh, the base work of Him being mm-hmm. our Redeemer, and then why He needed to be our Redeemer, yeah. and then what that actually 
begins to look like, mm-hmm. what it should look like from yeah. a biblical standpoint in our lives. I um, One thing that, that we didn't discuss yet that I really enjoyed uh, was a visual that you used. You, know, you, oh, t- yeah, you talked yeah. about the Bible, uh, mm-hmm. and this was towards the beginning of your mm-hmm. message. Uh, you talked about the Bible being a continuous story, yeah. not just yeah. records broken up individually yeah. that, that stood alone, but they were all bound in one yeah. book. Yeah. And you used a visual that mm-hmm. had um, a, a, a lot of different colored lines and representations yeah. of, you know, how much this book cross connects, yeah. you know, yeah. how, how many different image. references. Why did, uh, and, and I thought it was an awesome visual. Why did you feel like that was a necessity to understand, or at least to, to put out there for the people in the context of what we're talking about? Uh, well, probably for two reasons. And one of which I, this sounds bad to admit, but one of which I actually forgot to say that <laughs> I, when I was actually preaching. No, 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 no. Uh, so you well, don't say you forgot it. You add it to the chop for time yes, part at the yeah, end Yeah, I left it for the chop okay, for yes, time part yes. to be discussed in small groups. You yeah, know, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, but you know what it's like when you're preaching and you're going through things and then afterwards you're like, oh, I forgot. Why? <laughs> I forgot this Why? Piece. Why? It's a small piece. But um, I think I just wanted, I mean, I remember the first time anybody pointed out the story of the Bible from start to finish in in as a coherent story. Um, and it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like it really did. I remember the first time I understood that Moses led the people out of Egypt and the reason they were in Egypt was because Joseph brought them into Egypt. Like... I'd always known those as two separate stories, two separate movies, you know, like yeah, not yeah. connected, but mm-hmm. two cool stories. And then I remember the point where I was like, that makes so much sense. I never questioned why they were in Egypt. I never questioned how they got there, why they were there, all of that kind of stuff. And I was just like, okay, cool. So I just kind of wanted to emphasize that this book is amazing. Like it is one story. It's 66 books, but it's one story mm-hmm. by so many different authors yet the whole thing is so cohesive like mm-hmm. it's it's all one thing and like there's no other book in the world that's like that you know i mean even if you look at you know lord of the rings and the cimmerillion is a fascinating book but it's written by one guy mm-hmm. or two i don't know exactly but like compared to the bible there's so much more and like the idea that you can spend your entire life reading that book every day all day and there's always more to learn. Yeah. And that's kind of baffled me. I think, I mean, I know I'm really young, but I definitely got to a point which is probably prideful of me thinking, I know these stories. <laughs> I know that stuff. And then you read something again. It's like, I've heard the story a hundred times, but I've never heard that. Yeah. You know, and there's always something new that pops out and then you learn other passages and, and other things. And you're like, oh, wait, that that's kind of like this. And then, you know, you see all these connections and it, it just gets me excited to keep going the more that you read mm. it. I find the less I read it, the less I want to read it. Yeah. But the more I read it, the more I get excited about Mm it. Um, And the other thing that I kind of left out was actually um, one of the key ties that I love um, is just, you know, when, when, and you know, it's, it's, it's poetic and it's not necessarily a hundred percent what was meant, meant by it. But whenever, you know, God rescued the people from uh, Egypt through Moses and, you know, part of the Red Sea to get to the promised land, all of that kind of stuff, the idea of going from slavery to the promise um, of being in God's place. Um, and then when Jesus died, the veil was torn. Mm-hmm. And the idea that at the exact same way that God split something, including his son, right. to make a way for us to go from our enslavement to sin to the promise of being with God. Yeah, that's you good. know, and I completely, <laughs> completely missed it on tonight. But for small groups, yes, talk about that because <laughs> I, I love that like imagery of just 
I mean, obviously God rescued the people from Egypt because he loved them. But at the same time, he was able to use it as a picture for us today that we can relate to, mm. you know, that we can, we can also go from the enslavement of our sin and of our, of our worldly situations to the promise that we have in, in God, if we're faithful to him, yeah. you know, um, and granted the Israelites failed a lot and weren't faithful to him a lot of times, but I think we can relate to that oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. We, you know? we have a tendency to do yeah. that from time to time also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that, that was probably the reason for the image was just to inspire people to realize that, wow, there is a lot in this book and, hopefully encourage them to read a bit. And that's kind of why I wanted to go over the whole Old Testament as well, to be like, look, there's a lot to learn here. Like I spent the mm-hmm. last two weeks trying to read as much of it as I could of the bits I didn't fully understand. And like, I, I can't stop now. Like there's just other stories I want to dive into. And, you know, it's yeah. been it's been fun. Yeah, so. I think that it was uh, a couple things that you did was was really important, at least in my mind, that uh, that you laid out the fact that, you know, the Bible's message is that God's a good God. Yeah. He, he's Number a one. loving God. Yeah. Uh, but he's also a God who n- who never stopped in his pursuit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of rescuing mankind. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably one of the things that I would imagine most people took mm. from that message mm-hmm. of learning that the Old Testament is rescue story after rescue story after rescue story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sometimes we look at it as failures, as, yeah. as yeah. The, the story of failures, which it is. Yeah. But the other side of that coin is that failure set up the rescue opportunity. Yeah. And just seeing God exhausting himself mm. and the, the time and time and time and time again. Yeah. And I think that you brought up a good point when, when you referred to you know, Jesus' sacrifices. While it was necessary... Mm. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He didn't have to come because we could still be in a period of where God is just continually rescuing, yep. continually yeah. rescuing. You know, yeah. And even though we continue the downward spiral even today, the rescue attempt mm-hmm. was made mm-hmm. and it was successful and it stood once and for all. And I really liked how you were able to tie that in that Jesus is our rescue. Mm-hmm. But before Jesus, look at look at all of this yeah. other stuff. And I yeah. thought that was really good. Yeah. And yeah, that was something that is just, I mean, it's always hard to get your mind around is because we do like to pretend like we're the main characters of the story, you know, but even all of the rescues, like the amount of times in the Bible that the words for his glory is used mm. or in his name or for his, for his kingdom or all that kind of stuff. It's very clear that the primary reason for all of the rescues is not necessarily for our comfort, although that is a byproduct of it. It's for his glory. Yes. You know, he, he saves us because he's so good, but he, and for us to be saved, but primarily to show off how amazing he is and how gracious he is and how loving he is. You know, it's like somebody, you know, burning down my house and going to prison and then me posting their bail. You know, it's just crazy. I mean, like that just doesn't happen. And to, and that's like nothing compared to what he did, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, the, yeah. 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 Okay. So let's, let's move on to, and you've already given us a couple um, portions that you, you chopped for time. I chopped for time. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. But was there, um, and I'm sure that going with a 10 minute overview of the Old yeah. Testament probably yeah. um, lended itself to a lot of temptation to just camp out in some spots. Yeah. But what are maybe one or two of the main areas that mm. that you would have really liked to have gone, maybe even researched and, mm. and, and considered, but ended up 
mm. not doing just for the sake of yeah. maybe, whether it be time or pushing the story or yeah. what well, are I mean, some areas especially with that first half i mean yeah like there's so much i chopped like each bullet point is a, is a, like a, a, a sermon series mm-hmm. in and of itself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, not just its own sermon. But I mean, the main I, when I was preparing for this, I was mainly trying to dive into the bits that I knew that I didn't know well enough to preach yet. So um, certain stories I knew, I knew about, you know, the Exodus quite well and, and, and up through Joshua and all of that kind of stuff. I, I had to dive a lot more into the judges and kings because that was just an area that I didn't. I knew some stories, but I needed to know why, mm-hmm. why judges, like mm-hmm. why kings yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So diving into those was just fascinating. Like mm-hmm. so many cool stories, so yeah. many things that happened that that I just wish I could have like gone into. Yeah. Um, and even the prophets, you know, I mean, there's so much time you could spend pointing out all of the verses throughout the Bible that point to Jesus, you know. Um, and but yeah, it was just trying to fit all of that in in a way that was easy uh, within 30 minutes was not possible and um, one of the main ones i would have loved to dive into is actually daniel 7 about the son of man yes as, uh, ascending yes. to the throne and tying that in with when jesus calls himself the son of man because i always grew up thinking when jesus said i'm the son of man it was like saying oh no no i'm just human don't worry because people were like are you the son of god and he's like i'm the son of man mm-hmm. chill it's all good <laughs> that's what i thought it was and then i uh, i remember doing a study on daniel 7 and they were pointing out, like, no, saying he's the son of man. Was revealing saying, identity. Yeah, he's saying, yeah. no, I'm the Messiah. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, that's like a really bold statement. Yeah. Um, and I would have liked to dive into into that, um, but I knew I needed to camp out more in in the the second half of the new stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even in there, there were things that I, I cut out, you know. Um, I mean, we one of the reasons I cut some of this stuff out was because we talked about it a lot throughout the Psalms, but sort of relating it to our current situation. You know, the idea of us spiraling out of control. Um, if I had a bit more time, and I, I probably could have thrown in a bit more than I did, but was to emphasize how we do that on a daily basis, you know, um, and, and in all the ways in which we search for salvation in the way that they did in the Old Testament, whether it was through the law or through idols and all of that kind of stuff like we we like to look at that as as old-fashioned because you know they built a cow out of gold we don't really do that but you know we buy the nicest cars we you know we get the nicer house we have the perfect family target you know all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff which we've talked about a lot in the psalms of mm-hmm. like your salvation is not in a political party it's not in stuff it's not in a religious system it's not in all of that kind of stuff and i think um, i was going to dive into that a lot more but i i didn't want to come across as too much of a broken record because we've covered a lot <laughs> right, of that so right. i definitely felt like the justice thing was something i needed to camp out a little more on mm-hmm. um it was something that god was pressing on my heart um but yeah i mean literally when you're going through a good 45 books of the bible you know old testament and new it's, it, what can you not cut out but i mean for me if anything this this whole thing just made me excited to study more and i really hope that that came across mm-hmm. um or even you know, other people got that as well. Um, like a, a passion for understanding the Bible as a amazing story, not as a chore. You know, um, I hate reading. Reading is not my forte. Mm. I'm dyslexic and it's hard and it takes a lot of brain power. Um, but uh, especially diving in, into the understanding the Old Testament to be able to dive into the New Testament and feel its significance um, was really cool. And yeah, trying not to camp out on things is, is really hard. It's, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Um, 
but I, I definitely find with with doing this, this is the first time that I've preached in front of people here at yes. First Church as well. So I find obviously with the with the Old Testament, I had to power through. I had mm-hmm. to not camp out. And I think um, in the New Testament stuff, I, I f- maybe felt a little more rushed than I needed to be. But there's so much there to camp out on, especially mm-hmm. like for, for the small group conversations, primarily of of seeing how this relates to us. Like where do we fall short? Where do we try to find salvation that isn't Jesus? Yeah. Um, uh, is... is vital stuff for us to grasp in our own lives yeah. you know well i thought that uh i thought it was a fantastic message thought you did a great job I really enjoyed it. with it, was, it. um it yeah it was like i said it was just it was good the way that you presented it um and and i think that um that everyone who's heard it has i know that i've gotten positive feedback on it okay. um, so um I, I was i was encouraged and blessed and challenged by yeah. it uh so i'm i, I was thank worried you. i was talking too quickly but you know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was. They'll get used to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's really it's exciting, you know, seeing where we're going. Not only mm. as a as a congregation, as a church, but mm-hmm. I get excited to know where we're going in these studies. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and what kind of, um, you know, the next thing to fall. You know mm-hmm. that that next thing that's coming up, which you know this next Sunday we're going to go into basically the response. Yeah, uh, you know yeah. because Christ, His sacrifice, His death, burial, and resurrection, it requires something of yeah. us. It's yeah. it's not just something that, although it was once for all, mm-hmm. it's it's something that requires an action. Yeah. From us, yeah. and and we're going to be looking at that response, and we're going to be looking heavily at repentance mm-hmm. um, this coming Sunday, which is one of those words that you hear a lot, yep. uh, just thrown around, put into statements, and you yeah. know, in sentences, but you don't often hear in-depth teaching. Yeah, on that. Yeah, so. I'm I'm excited for that as well. Of just sort of, especially those key words that mm-hmm. are so often used in the New Testament, of like really understanding how that. It, you know how to implement those in our lives yeah um, as opposed to being a big word that we can put in a sentence that sounds cool yeah. you know yeah <laughs> like exactly a nice sermon buzzword speaking you know? that christianese exactly, language exactly yeah. and yeah. yeah i think it'll be really fun good deal was well, anything else you'd like to add before we sign off here um no i mean if anything i mean this whole sermon just for me taught me that like there's so much more for me to read and learn mm-hmm. and an experience in this book and uh like it was just Again, like I read through all of, you know, uh, the the judges, first, second Samuel and the kings and stuff like that. And like, it was just, I mean, I always assumed that it was stories that I knew. Mm-hmm. And it was just, there's so much depth there. Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, and I just, it, yeah, it definitely inspires me to go out and keep keep reading and doing more, you know. Well, good deal. So, well, once again, thank you yeah. uh, for speaking yesterday. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed this time. Look at us. We're coming in shorter. under. We're coming in under, under time. Minutes. This week needs to be a blip. This yeah. needs to be an anomaly on well, the radar. See, here, my problem so. is I'm used to talking to young people and, you know, <laughs> 15 minutes for a middle schooler is plenty so yeah. you know like 45 minute sermons aren't in my aren't in my book just yet yeah. but we'll get there yeah all right <laughs> well guys thank you for joining us this week for chop for time we will see you next week sounds good